Welcome back to another episode of Old Fashioned Work and Whiskey, brought to you by myself, Jason Courtney, the host, and my co-host and engineer, Mr. Olin Hyde. Welcome. Thank you. I'm trying to make us sound good today. All right. I like it. Sounds good every week, So, or every other week. So I just got to listen to Tuesday's recording and sounded good and good information. So It did. I, uh, I almost... I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to share that one and ask how many words I mispronounced in that episode because it's a few. <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes. Maybe we'll but... play a drinking game, right? Oh, there we go. Every time Olin mispronounces a word, take a take drink. A shot. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of shots, today we are imbibing some Whistle Pig Rye Ten Year um, from Bamboo's Fine Wine and Spirits yep. over on Davis Highway. Giving them a good little shout out. Free commercial today for them. Yeah, it was uh, a whistle piglet is what we're calling it. Yeah. So it's a nice little 50 milliliter bottle that came with a flavor pack. Um, and if you follow us on Facebook, you have already seen that video because we shared it ahead of ahead of releasing this uh, podcast. Yeah, so if you've got your... Uh Whistle Piglet mixed up there. We're getting ready to enjoy it. I went with the ginger fashioned. And I am having the smoked fashioned. So I'm going to take a little Here sip. we go. I like it. I do too. I don't get a lot of the ginger, but it's... I got some smoke for sure. It's good. And, I, and, and then on the back end, I get that little hint of the Vermont maple syrup. That Vermont maple which, syrup is legit. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't mind sweet things ever. So <laughs> It's probably a little more sweet than I would normally make my old-fashioned, but it's not bad. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the Vermont, though. I think that could be pure maple, pure syrup, maple syrup is, man. I'll tell you, though, those would be amazing for the boat. They, you're absolutely right. No thought or measurement to it you pour it in a glass you squeeze out the syrup packet stir it up Ready throw in a little ice you're good yeah for someone like me that doesn't drink beer like so i normally take a handle of captain morgan or uh, a bottle of um kenny chesney's rum um and then just mix it with a coke zero but yeah no for an old-fashioned that was, we like to take the cigar and enjoy the yeah that was quick and easy absolutely so maybe yeah. a fourth of july drink right there there we go. So enjoying some fine quality cocktails and uh, talking today about time management. Yeah, it's an important thing, especially as you become a leader in, in any business uh, or the company where you work. More and more things keep getting put on your plate. So being able to manage your time well becomes more and more important. Well, yeah, because uh, so... I got made fun of for this, but I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, a good friend of mine, Justin Timberlake, he doesn't know we're friends, but <laughs> I say we are. Uh, he recorded a movie, um, and I'm going to blank on the name of it now that we're recording this, but it had something to do with like Justin Time or something. Like you, you can't create more time. So their currency in this movie was time. And if they wanted a taxi ride, it was, you know, well, 30 seconds off your life, right? You're, when you're born, you're given a clock and you choose to spend that money as you want. Well, the rich people get more time from, you know, other things from charging people for services. And so they can just keep buying things and buying things and 
pretty much never die. But the poor people die quickly because they have to spend their money on things. And what it taught us was you can't create more time, right? So the busier we get, the more things we get put on our plate. It's not like, oh, well, you know what? Instead of 24 hours today, we're going to make today 30 hours long. So you're saying there's a myth when it comes to time management that you can create more time by being better about how you manage it? Well, not only is it a myth, it's just a flat-out lie. Like <laughs> You can't create more time. That's right. We all have the same 24 That's hours right. in a day. That's it. There's 24 hours in a day, any way you want to cut it. Now, what I will tell you is there are productive individuals, and then there are what I call time suckers. Well, it's interesting you manage, uh, mentioned that because – I was watching an episode of Shark Tank, which we've talked about on here before, and there was the product that had like, it was like a big rubber band that went around your bed and it was supposed to help keep your sheets tucked in and save you time on making your bed in the morning. And Mark Cuban goes, Hey guys, you know how he does. I, I'm just going to interrupt you real quick. Like I don't make my bed because I did a time study and you know, if I spend an hour a day making my bed, that was 365 hours a year that. I was giving up making my bed. He's like, so I don't make my bed. This product isn't for me. Now, I did think, what the heck is he doing if it takes an hour <laughs> like, to make we, your bed? Yeah, can we agree <laughs> that an hour to make a bed, I don't care how big it is, is too long? Yeah, yeah. So, but it was that same mindset. Like, he's a high production individual. Like, he gets a lot of things accomplished. But he was like, making my bed is not a priority in terms of spending my time. I got to tell you, that makes me feel a lot better about myself because I thought I was just a lazy piece of crap. But now I know I just like to be more productive and don't want to waste the time on making my That's bed. Right. That five minutes can if be spent elsewhere. my mom is listening to this, I do make it, but <laughs> nah, I really don't. <laughs> We some like if companies coming over, we make our oh, bed for sure. Yeah. yeah. If I'm going out with somebody and I'm like, you know, I got to have the house all cleaned up and like the beds made like I'm, yeah. we have house guests coming and I know they're going to want a house tour. So Friday, tomorrow we will be making the bed. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> for, you know, the sixth time for the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> well, oddly enough, well, this is our sixth time having guests. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's talk about some of the practical things that you and I do to help manage our time better, the 24 hours that we have in a day. So you and I have a little bit of a disagreement on this particular method, but uh, the method that I choose to follow is the Eisenhower grid. Um, so, it's very similar to um, the way I handle email. Like I'm, I, I break everything down into the. It's a quadrant. So you have the upper left, well, upper if you, right, it, and lower I'm gonna left, lower right. If you've read the Seven Habits, this is in the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So on the top left, you have important and urgent. On the right hand side, you have not very urgent, but still important. And then on the bottom left, you have not very important, but urgent. And then on the bottom right, you have not very important or very urgent. And the way that we work those is so if it's, if it's urgent and important, I'm going to do it. Like right then and there, I'm handling it. If it's important but not urgent, then I can push it down the road, schedule myself to do it at a later point in time, right? Okay, I'm, yep. I've got some free time on Thursday. I'll do it Thursday. Or I've got some free time on Friday. Let me schedule it in Friday. Now, if it's, if it's not very important but still needs to get done, 
I have this benefit. Not everybody gets this benefit. This is true. So I, I will speak to that. Like, I understand that as the the boss, I get some some privileges that not everybody gets, but I get to delegate. And so if it's important or if it's not important or and it's only urgent, then that's going to somebody else. KC, you, Brianna, like those things yeah. can be handled and I can handle more sensitive things or just kick my feet up and not have to worry about it. And then the bottom right is the not urgent, not important. It just doesn't get done. We just throw it away. If it's not it's it's some it's a time waster for you. Yeah. It's a drag. Right. Now what happens to a lot of people on this like that you you describe the ideal scenario but what usually happens with things that come into people's plates in a, on this we see well, they, it with our ops team all the time they miscategorize it <laughs> right like they they think oh it's an, it's urgent and it's got to be done right now so i have to do it and really it's something that could be done at a later time it's and, urgent but not important right yeah or it's important and not urgent and yeah they, that would be the better way yeah, yeah they're like oh i gotta get this done like no not like a quote like hey we're gonna get this quote to you by tomorrow that doesn't mean we have to go back and drop everything we're doing and work on that quote right now so that we can get it out today like they expect it tomorrow right. we have we bigger can... goals in the organization that we want to move forward yeah and a lot of times those are the important but not urgent and instead we spend our time focusing on the urgent but not the important and so it becomes a time suck because you're you're doing things that do need to be done, but you're putting those ahead of what's truly important to the organization, the so, long-term goals. And the reason they call this the Eisenhower grid is because he has a famous quote, and it says, what is important is rarely urgent, and what is urgent is rarely important. Yep. And, and like I said, that's really where our team, even we get caught up in it sometimes, right? Like an email, I'll give you a perfect for instance. I just got an email right as we're fixing to record the show and Olin's like, Hey, are we ready to record? I'm like, no, wait a minute. This is urgent, right? It's not urgent. I just have this curiosity that I need to know what this email is. You can't have that red circle with a one next yeah. to your email yeah, icon so while we're I recording made it important and urgent because of who it was from and what it could be. And it's like, no, you don't have to do that. Like that's us miscategorizing. That's one of those. It can be postponed. It can wait an email can wait 30 minutes, right? Yeah. So you have the standard practice of email is a 24 hour communication. If yeah. you email, you expect it back in 24 hours. And yep. I'm like a, it's like a text message to me. Yeah, yeah. If you text me, I'm responding right back. <laughs> if you email me, I'm responding right back. Which is another like time management thing. So much of today, people are at their computer and I, and I, to a degree, I'm guilty of this and they have their email open. And so they're working on a task that's important it could be a project, a document, a sales quote, whatever it might be. And they have their email open. And so something comes in and you get that little icon in the bottom Yep. and immediately you're off track. So you're like, Ooh, I need to go look at that email. Yep. And then you're like, well, I'm not, I don't need to reply to that email right now. So you've lost your train of thought on whatever it was you were working on. Mm -hmm. And now you have to come back to that and remember like, okay, what was I doing? And you have to refocus. And so you lose not just the instant that it took, but the time it took uh, your mental gears to shift over to the email and then back to whatever it was you were working on. And that happens for you. How often in a day? Oh, every time the email comes in, I've, I've got it open. It's got its own screen. My email 60, does. 60 times a day. Do yeah. you get that many emails? I don't know. Uh, it, it varies, man. Some days I feel like I get 120 and then there's another day. I'm like, is my email working? Like I haven't gotten anything today. Right now I'm probably getting a hundred a day with the sales quote tests from uh, <laughs> our corporate team, our brand, uh, 
manager is yeah, the company that we use. <laughs> they were quite annoying. So, uh, you know, but it's one of those things where some companies they'll direct their employees like, Hey, you can only check your email in the last 10 minutes of the hour, right? Work yeah. hard for the, the for 50 minutes. And then there is nothing so urgent that it can't wait an hour. Yeah. Right. So in the last 10 minutes of your hour, if you're one of those people that have to check. Now, there's some people they'll check it like twice a day, once in the morning at like nine o'clock. And then once before they occasionally, go home like that's me. <laughs> it, it, it used to be a frustration point for us until we agreed like, hey, 24 hours. Yeah. I was like, if you need something just faster than that, shoot me a text. text me or call me. And it's like, OK, like now I know if I send him an email that I need him to handle quickly. I follow it up with a text message like, hey, will you jump on that email? Yeah. And he, yeah, no problem. Like, so now there's that, once again, that understanding and we can move forward with that. And it, it all comes from time management. So back when you worked for corporate, you, you had a philosophy that you put into place that everybody yeah. didn't understand, but eventually became to, to respect and, and a lot of them practice your, it now. Honor your respect. It caught on there. Yeah. But my office in particular at the corporate headquarters was right where Smack everyone walked through. Middle. Yeah. So anybody coming through the reception area, anybody wanting to go to the break room for a cup of coffee, they passed my office. And so it became so easy for everybody to just poke their head in and go, Hey, real quick, you know, and, and drop a question or a problem or an issue on, on my plate. And so then as we talked about more and more things would end up on my plate. And I got to the point where I was like, I need to be able to have some focused time to work on this. And so I began using something called the Pomodoro technique and I would close my door and tape a sign to it, which at corporate was, at that time was tantamount to close to treason. <laughs> <laughs> but I basically said, please do not interrupt me. I need 20 minutes of uninterrupted work time. And so I would put that on my door. I'd close the door. I would close my email. I would silence my phone. And then whatever task it was I needed to accomplish, I would set a timer and I'd work on it for 20 minutes. And then I'd get up, I'd come out. Anybody need anything? I'd open my email real quick, nothing urgent. And then I'd go back in for another 20 minute power session. And that boosted my production tremendously. You'd be surprised at what you can get done in 20 minutes without zero interruptions oh absolutely i i, I joke so there are oftentimes i'll come into the office at 6 or six thirty in the morning nobody else comes in till a few minutes before 8 sometimes seven forty-five. i get more accomplished in that six thirty to 8 window than i will the rest of the day from 8 to 4 or or however long i'm here like it's because there's no there's nobody here there's no distractions typically i'm not getting emails at six o'clock in the morning right i can yeah i can come in and knock out my thing and so that's why i love it right that's that's why oftentimes you get emails from olin at 10 30 at night you're like olin what the heck are you doing still working <laughs> you're like, oh well i, I cut out at two but i decided you know well, I'm eight o'clock at nine i can go through a lot of email real fast right it's like <laughs> okay that's whatever works for you you know it's like you've got to set those boundaries for yourselves and what works and what doesn't work. Um, so we often talk about education and bettering yourself and we talk about podcasts and books. So there is a book that speaks on this called the one thing and it's a, a Keller Williams. Um, yeah, it's huge. It was a good book. One. Yeah. It, it's really good. And it talks about multitasking and how it's kind of a myth and, Really, you're spending time on 11 different things effectively when you could have knocked out 11 individual things much better and much mm -hmm. quicker. But I do believe someone in the podcast 
is a firm believer in the ability to multitask, right? Yes, and I, and that's just because I'm stubborn, right? <laughs> like, and I do multitask. And when I say multitask, so Mark, uh, the previous owner, he and I would be in a meeting, and I would be on my BlackBerry, and oh, he BlackBerry. would get so <laughs> frustrated. He'd be like, "Jason, you're not even listening," and I would repeat back exactly what he said. He's like, "What?" I'm like, I, I can do two things at once, Mark. Like, like I'm just skimming the email to make sure there's nothing I need to respond to right away while we're chatting. Like, so eventually he got comfortable with that. And, you know, but I do try to respect that for people. Uh, you know, I have an Apple watch. And so I find myself, I'll get a notification and I'll look. And because not everybody's accustomed to Apple watches or wearing smart can technology. can be seen as rude. <laughs> it can't. Well, people like, oh, do you have a meeting? Do you need to get to? I'm like, right. Are you in a hurry? Like, like holding you who's up? texting <laughs> you? That's more important yeah, than me and, right and now. I'm like, I, it's just, it's a habit. I feel it vibrate and I look like, what is it? Like, do you look at it when it, you don't feel it vibrate? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> the phantom vibrate is real, folks. The phantom vibrate is real. Yeah. So, and it's uh, interesting because that idea of you can't really multitask we've seen in our relationship because you, you firmly believe that you can do it. And then equally I am like the complete opposite, right? Like I, we've talked about, I get highly focused, like laser beam focused and we called it tunnel vision, tunnel vision. (laughs) And I, like I will get on something to the point that like I'll spend too much time on it and I have to remind myself. And that's why like the Pomodoro technique was so great because it was already like, Hey, there's a built in stop point. Like you got to look up, take a breather. Um, and that was great because that can also happen, uh, especially for someone like myself. So yeah, that's a huge, that was a great book. Um, we got to hear both him speak and read his book. Uh, his book was originally called procrastinate on purpose, but I think he is now republished it under a new title. Take the stairs. Are you talking about Rory? I am talking about Rory Vaden. Yeah. Yeah. And so he takes your quadrants, the Eisenhower method, and adds a layer to them. And so when you look at what's urgent and important, he says that's where you need to focus a lot of your time, right? And then as you look at the urgent and not important, he's got a picture of a funnel up on the screen. And basically he says either delete those, get those off your plate entirely, get rid of them, or you recycle them in the funnel. Like you just basically procrastinate on purpose and wait. And either it will resolve itself or it will all of a sudden become important at some point and then it will move to the top of your list. So it's funny how much time gets wasted by people trying to figure out what happened here at time. Like, you know, you hear people, oh, so busy. Oh, track your time? I'm so busy, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the busyness. Yeah, the busy, you know, and corporates outlawed that word. They can't use busy anymore. You have to be productive, and it's cheesy, but it it works for some people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, we talk about, we joke sometimes in the office, there are people that are like, Oh, I'm just so busy. I'm like, what What are you busy doing? Like, and then you ask them and you realize like they're doing things that need to be done, but they're not important. And and really, they're not even that like, like how many times do we get busy browsing the Internet? Like, oh, we catch a link on on when we first log in on Bing and there's yep. oh, there's an article of uh, we read that. Know, yeah. That seems interesting. Mississippi State won their first national championship as a team unit. Like, let's go read about it. And Thunder and Lightning back in the 50s. Like, you you get caught up in that and you're like, oh, yeah, I was super busy today. And, like, eh. then you start looking at, uh, well, what did you output? And it's not there. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so there are lots of different techniques. So there's the 80 20 rule, um, which we talk about in sales, but it's also, you know, 
important when it comes to our time, right? So it talks about twenty. the idea that 20% of the actions are responsible for 80% of our outcomes, meaning that if we focus on the most important things, we'll get the best results, right? But sometimes we get caught up in oh, this or, you know, yeah. silly little things like and this is not braggadocious, like scheduling haircuts and groceries. Like, so our, our <laughs> office administrator schedules my haircuts for me and puts it on my calendar. I have my groceries, even for the house delivered to the office. And people are like, what? You're like, you're so some bougie and like, you're, you know, and it's no. So I live 15 minutes from the store. I'm going to spend at least 20 minutes in the store, probably closer to an hour because A, I know everybody and B, I get distracted. So I'm like, oh, well, let me go get this. Let me go do this. Now, like by shopping online, I can be done in less than five minutes. It can be delivered the next morning. And uh, like I saved, I'm no joke, at least an hour. And it cost me $10 tip to have it delivered. And what, what else can you do with that? Like how much more can you produce an income for yourself oh, in an hour. I guarantee you I more than <laughs> right. produced that $10 tip I spent on the delivery driver. Yeah. Like that's, we were in the car talking about uh, Heather and I were with the girls and I don't even remember how it came up. We were talking about getting the oil changed or something. And they were asking, Oh no, it was about the tires. I think, cause I had the tires replaced and we were talking about who works on the car and all of that. And I said, well, you know, we, we have that done. And I was like, we've reached that point in our life that, someone else does that stuff for us. Like I, I'm, Oh, I remember what it was. Now we were in the parking lot and somebody else had their hood up. They were trying to put free on in their air conditioning. Mm. And Elon has never seen our hood up on our car. And she was like, do we have a hood? And I was like, yep. I just don't ever open it. Like we've reached that point in life where I take it to Subaru and they open the hood and they do whatever needs to be done underneath there. Yeah. And, and those are the things that we do. Like we talk about the, the ease of service, like Amazon having things delivered directly to your place. Now, like Olin and I have joked, <laughs> we want a service in Pensacola. So if you're listening in Pensacola and want to make a buck off Anderson, of Olin and I, here. come pick up our cars and do our oil changes for us. We would pay an extra 30, $40 yeah. to have that picked up. Mine's due again right now. And I'm like, when am I going to get by there? Yeah. Cause then you have to try and schedule it schedule a way to get back are you just gonna sit there for an hour and do what what are your thumbs like i always bring my laptop but you're never as effective yeah yeah no you're looking at people walking by shopping for cars but if i could drive to the office at eight o'clock they would come and pick it up they could have it the whole day just get it back by five o'clock that afternoon i would pay extra i've had my new car detailed more then I've had all my previous cars detailed together because no oil changes you've had done. <laughs> that's true. Brianna, our office administrator's brother owns a, uh, a cleaning, a car vehicle cleaning service. And he, and I don't know that he does this for all of his clients. So thank you if you don't, but if, if you do, like, I still feel special. He will drive to our office park his truck, pick my car up, take it and detail it and bring it back. Like, no, yeah. yeah. And it's just it's easy it's for you. So, so you do it more. Absolutely. And, and one time I had it done and my car had just had the oil change and they vacuumed it all out. And I was like, Oh, I feel like I'm wasting this. So I was like, Olin, like you get your car detailed. And he's like, Oh man. Like, yeah, it was great. It's like new again, but <laughs> sometimes Olin can be a little cheap. So <laughs> the time savings doesn't always matter. I, well, that's not like time to me is invaluable. I am cheap and I do own that completely, but there are times where 
I, I will look at something and I'll go, you know what? Like my car maintenance, I could do a lot of that, but how much time would it take Absolutely. me? And it's not worth it. <laughs> so then another method is called time blocking. Yeah. So this is another, and we have a tool that I've, I have, uh, I don't know if I should say proselytized or I've gotten a lot of people in our organization using a tool that helps with this time blocking method. Yeah. So Elon Musk is, is a big believer in time blocking. So Dude, he did not know that allegedly he works 80 hours a week, but still has personal and family time. Um, I can see that he's, he's a font. Yeah, but it, you know, it's it talks about dividing. Yeah, you know, he probably of paper. sleeps like three or four hours a night, though. So my sister and I were talking about she has trouble sleeping through the night. She naps well, but she has trouble sleeping through the night. And a lot of super successful individuals, they do that. They just nap throughout the day. They don't ever go to bed for a full eight hour period. They'll work for eight hours and they'll go take a two hour nap, and then they'll work for another eight hours and they'll take a three hour nap, and then they'll work for another eight hours. So they're they're making their time valuable for them and you've got to decide you know and the time blocking you know half hour chunks hour chunks and then you've got to estimate how much time it's going to take and then add some buffers in between and then just schedule everything the buffer is the part i struggle with yeah my time blocks usually are like smushed together like if you looked at my best self journal there i don't put enough buffer in there but yeah. that uh, that's one good thing that i am I've been pretty religious about is I'll sit down with my best self journal and in it there's today's targets and it's one, two, three. And I'll put down what are the three most important things I need to get done today. And I check them off and I usually try to get them done before noon. Cause if I know, I know that the chances of it accomplishing by the end of the day are slim. <laughs> and, and so though all these different, I mean, and there's probably 10 or 11 different, well, there's a lot more that we haven't you know, touched theories out there. These are just some of the main ones and some of the ones that we use, um, for, for time management, right? Because it, it is a resource that we cannot make more of. Yeah. And, and I'll make one last book recommendation because my drink's almost out. So that means the podcast is almost over. That's true. Is, uh, decide that book helped me organize my time management techniques into one cohesive thing. So before that I would have a paper calendar and I would put some stuff on digital. And so I would have to kind of search around and hunt around. And, and he helped me understand that you have to get it all in one location. So I made the plunge after hearing him speak and reading his book that I was going to go 100% digital calendar and not even just in the work aspect, but even in the personal aspect, which has been a long standing joke now between my wife and I, because I was like, she would make these plans for us. And after making this jump to hundred percent digital, I was, she would ask, Hey, don't forget, like we've got this dinner coming up with so-and-so. And I was like, Oh, is that on the calendar? And so that became, <laughs> Jason knows that's why he's laughing. It's become a long standing joke. Like if I even miss by the slightest bit, something on the calendar, I hear about it because I harped it that religiously to her about he make sure you put it on it too, like, uh, <laughs> monday of last week his son had a doctor's appointment he's like hey i'll be in late uh had a doctor uh hayden's uh regular checkup is today and casey and i kind of look at each other and we're like hmm I didn't know they scheduled those like on a moment's notice, like typically <laughs> schedule those out. And it's just something here. Cause once on again, I, I harped on our organization <laughs> to have a shared calendar for when people would be out of the office. Yep. And in this instance, now we hear about it. 
<laughs> like I'm, I'm leaving this afternoon, which today is July 1st. So I know this won't be released for several weeks, but today is July 1st. I'm leaving to go out of town with my brother-in-law and sister. Um, and I don't think it's on the calendar. Now I, you know, once again, being the boss, I get some privileges. So she used to come up and be like, well, that's not on the calendar. I'm like, do you want the calendar to still be there for you? Like, do you want a reason to not be on the calendar? And, you you know. want to be off the calendar <laughs> yeah. permanently? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so now I don't get as harassed about it, but and I still try to make sure that if it's a not like I'm leaving an hour earlier than I normally would. Not a big deal. I work out of the office on Friday and then I'm taking Monday because it's the holiday, even though the rest of the office isn't. Um, you know, so there's certain things like that that I'll like, I'll be a little loose on, but if it's like a non-standard day that I'm going to miss, I put it on the calendar because it's important for everybody else to know that either I can't be reached or you can reach me just not through walking over to the office like normal and right. just helping with their time management. So they're not sitting around waiting for me to come in and then I'm not coming in. So, well, we would love to hear the things that you've done to help better manage your time. And if you went out and bought one of the whistle piglets from bamboos or another supplier, we'd love to hear your thoughts on how that tasted. I enjoyed mine immensely. But until next time, it was a pleasure talking with you guys about the time management essentials and the whistle pig 10 year rye. We enjoyed it. Hopefully you did too. We'll catch you next time on old fashioned work and whiskey. Talk with you soon.